Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have the lovely Tara joining the podcast. Tara says a song that encompasses her essence is Wolves by Big Sean. Tara, welcome. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. I can't believe it. I know we've been talking about this and I've been so excited. Um, Tara and I actually met, was it middle school? I think it was high school, right? I, yeah, it was high school. Okay. Yeah, we high met school. in high school um, and just always have been able to keep up via social media, which I've always appreciated, um, especially because Tara sometimes, especially when you were going through nursing school and I'll let you get oh, into man. that, Jeez. Tara would come on <laughs> Instagram and just let loose. And it was like these <laughs> vents that like people needed to hear. Like it was some good <sighs> like information. People like don't like hard conversations. Um, and so when Tara reached out about the podcast, I was like, yes, because you are someone that's going to give it to us be real and exactly what we're looking for loose cannon 101 <laughs> <laughs> i did not say it like that yeah no you can say that in parentheses of the episode right. topic or title it's like loose cannon. yes exactly um so what we do on this podcast is i'm going to ask you a series of eight questions um and i just want you to be yourself with your answers so the first question is the three for one special who are you what do you do and is that where you want to be right now oof i've I've thought about the end part of that. So okay. it's Tara Ruff, the Tara Ruff. Just kidding. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> everybody that knows me from high school had the Ruff on the back of my car, which I, I regret Listen, that. I, I had a little bow. Okay. Now <laughs> but, um, so Tara Ruff, um, I'm a nurse by day. I am a soccer coach by night. So um, boss. And is it where I want to be? Um, yeah. it's it's debatable. Um if I'm being, you know, completely honest, which I always am, but you know, healthcare is a garbage can on fire right now. Um, but coaching has really grounded me. There's nothing I love more than hearing my kids run up to me and say, coach, or, you know, my teenagers, I, co I coach a, a U15, 16, uh, girls team, travel team. Cool. And there's nothing that lights my world up when my girls come up to me and say, coach Tara, I couldn't have done it without you. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I love too. that. When, and I know, when did you technically graduate nursing school? May, 2021. I was going to say, so you kind of got to experience COVID in a different light than oh, most God. people of being actually like there and present. And do you yeah. think that impacted like where healthcare is now? Oh, 1000%. Um, so when when COVID happened, um, I ran into the fire. At the time, I was still bartending. Um, and then March 2020, COVID happened. And, you know, they shut all the restaurants down. And I was like, all right, well, you know what I want to do. And I really wanted to be in an emergency room setting. So I was like, now's my chance. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like an idiot. Um, <laughs> so I was I was in the emergency room like full COVID bangers, like just every day, like balls to the wall, like codes every day. It was, it was crazy. Um, and then I graduated May, 2021 and it continued to further tumble downhill after that. Um, yeah. but it, it shaped everybody. It shaped, you know, how we practice. I felt like we went from heroes to go fuck yourself pretty quick. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I can cuss on this podcast. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, you can fucking do whatever you fucking want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it 
escalated pretty quickly in my opinion um and i tell people in regard to like the vaccine and COVID itself which i'm not here for the political part right my job as a nurse is to love and care for you in a respectful manner in a dignified manner to the top tier ethics that i carry in my life and my morals and values like that's what i that's what i'm supposed to do um and i hate that my career of helping people became this like poster propaganda for basically what are you about and yeah. how do we further divide ourselves and i was just like you know this this is this is not it this ain't no. it so uh i left the bedside pretty much immediately wow um and i took a couple months off and again it trickled downhill from there that's that's in later topics I'll okay you, very fair no i just wanted to talk about that my mom's a nurse and in all honesty like very similar to you she graduated in um i think it was like december of 2021 or yeah. like of december of 2019 it was something like really close to the time yeah. and um it's just like her response is like i just did this to help people and now i'm a part of yeah. something that i never wanted to be a part of so yep. i just always think that it's a good perspective because people do not think about the perspective of a nurse um yeah. okay so no, question number two um what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time so i i recently had a breakthrough but also like it's a past breakthrough that i've had i think I think over life, which you've talked about it in your other podcasts, as far as like family and parents, um, for me, the overall breakthrough that I've had that continues to be a lesson because I haven't mastered it yet is just communication. Um, I, I grew up in a family dynamic where my parents were never together. Um, my mom was a single mom for the most part. My dad was in and out of jail. He had a substance abuse problem and growing up as as a young lady as a young adult i never really knew what type of environment i was walking into because when my parents separated i knew i was getting with my mom right. i just didn't know if she was going to be home i didn't physically know what i was going to come home to whereas with my father when he was around i never knew if he would be sober if he'd be you know messed up i didn't know if he would know who i was i right. wouldn't know if he would fall asleep with a cigarette in his hand like it was very hmm. it was a very unpredictable environment for me and so as studies that i've read because i like to educate myself as far as therapy which we've also talked about yes it's you you become a person that is relying on the nonverbal parts the vibes which sounds really cliche but it, it's vibes it's demeanor it's yeah. you're watching their facial expression well he slammed that pot a little too hard like you're yes. you're you're reacting to everything and that kind of transcended into life and into my adult life because you're i was conditioned that people just don't communicate like i thought that was right. everybody's norm was right you just everybody just does that yeah um and as i grew into a young lady and went to college i was like oh shit like you talk about your feelings that's weird <laughs> like oh what are y'all doing okay. out here what is this yeah i'm like you you put a name that's right right <laughs> interesting uh hot take um but yeah it was it was very different and so i i had to work on that very hard i still work on it very hard if you ask my partner right now like he would tell you it is a everyday battle oh yeah baby oh um, yeah but i think it's important that you just you just work on it and and that's all you can do and he i mean he knows the background he understands um and he's super patient with me which i'm thankful for but 
I think as somebody that grew up in that type of dynamic, it was a very hard habit to break. Yeah. Um, Especially. I was gonna say, when did you know, like, this is a problem for me? Like, I need to expand it. Um, I think, I mean, I think it was just college. Like, my first freshman semester, I went to, like, a JUCO. Or my yeah. freshman year, I went to a JUCO. And we didn't have dorms on the college campus. So you had to live in an apartment. And I was, like, emotionally drowning. Like, I was, I was full-on ready to kill myself at one point. I was like, Dang. this is, like... This sucks. Freshman but year, was, the worst. Yeah, but and it wasn't for any one reason. It was really just because I was like, I was doing soccer full time. I was doing two days like every other day. I had class Monday through Friday. I didn't really go anywhere on the weekends. We were usually traveling. So we didn't really have friends unless it was the girls you were playing with, which I love the girls I was playing with. But sometimes you got to go away from all that. Right. Absolutely. And I was away from like my family, like my coping mechanism. But there was stuff going on that I felt like I had no control over. And it was just. I was just dealing with it. I was just ruminating. I was just sitting in my room, basically like paralyzed with all of these things going on. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what to do. I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. And then you kind of, when you're by yourself, you get that ruminating thought of like, well, it would just be better if I didn't have to deal with this. What well, would just be better if I was dead? Like you just get right. this weird and you don't think about taking it there, but that's just like that thought that kind of like bounces off the bat, kind of like yeah. the display on the desktop. Just like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and a great description. I was, I was sitting there and I was like, why, why don't I feel like I can talk to anybody about this? And I was like, I mean, I know my situation is unique. And I was like, but I don't even have anybody. I feel like I could talk to about it except for like one person. Right. And she's been my best friend since second grade. But like, at that point, we're becoming young adults. Like we're doing our own thing. Like I can't just like text you and, and unload this right. you know, paragraph on you and be like, so what should I do? Like, you right. So it was, it was a very like weird part in time. But then like the second half of my freshman semester, I was like, all right, like I got to do something different. I got to be around people. I got to see other perspectives. And then when I saw other perspectives and people were like, yeah, this is my home life. This is what's going on. I was like, oh, so everybody's fucked up. All right. right. Cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I feel a little bit better. Um, yes, absolutely. And it just kind of, you know, snowballed into like, oh, you went to therapy? Did you think it helped? All right, well, maybe I should go to therapy. And then you kind of like play with the idea. And I was like, all right, I'll go to therapy. And then they they sit you down and tell you the hard truth. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know how to communicate, not because I don't want to, but because I never had an example. Correct. Um, so it was, it was very weird. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm the type of person where I'm like, well, why are you like that? Yeah. Um, but my recent breakthrough... <laughs> is a little bit more empowering and less sad. Um, I think I've been, I think I've been very blessed to be in the right place at the right time kind of thing is really the only way I can say it. And my yes. breakthrough is just not being ashamed that I'm successful. Yes. Not being ashamed that I follow my instincts, that I follow my happiness. Like, I don't care if I make a million dollars, if I'm miserable, like, what's the point? Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Um, and recently, like, I quit a bunch of jobs. Like, I tried to, you know, figure out what I wanted. I kind of wanted a more, like, easygoing schedule. I nice. wanted something that felt fulfilling. I yes. didn't really care about the pay. I just want to make my own schedule. And my sibling kind of said something to the effect of, like, you know, what's it like to go get a degree that you don't use and you don't mm -hmm. have to work? Mm -hmm. And my reply was, 
just say you're jealous, bro. Yes. Because, no, like, really. it's not my fault that I took an unconventional path and I'm happy and, and my bills working. are paid yes. and it's working. Yes. And yeah. instead of being like, as my sibling, being like, oh man, that's great. You're just like, oh, like, what's it like? Like, blah, blah, blah. you could be me if you yeah, want you it. Yeah, you could. I was going to say, just a, a couple changes and you'd be right there, bud. Yeah, just, just ask me how I did it. I don't, right. I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't call my siblings to like brag and I don't call right. them to be like, oh, this is how I'm doing better than you. Like, we're yeah. just like sharing. And it felt really, it felt really like crappy to feel like I was being attacked for just like living my life on yeah. my terms absolutely has your like siblings have they gotten like the same like education that you have in the sense of like going to therapy and maybe trying to figure it themselves out <laughs> no okay so there you go yeah um <laughs> my brother is like oh i don't need therapy like everything's great and i'm like oh my god okay right um my sister on the other hand she is my she's my biggest fan yeah but i think I think some stuff she's just not wanting to unpack, which is fair. Right. Um, however, I was getting really weighed down by all the stuff that we dealt with as kids. And yeah. I got it emotionally, but my siblings were actually beat. Like, gotcha. That that was just like how it was. Right. Um, so I think that they just don't, I don't think they want to go there. I don't think they think there will be any benefit from it. Um, however, I've told them so many times that I went to therapy and I was, I loved it. And they were yeah. like, that's cool. And just kind of kept it moving. I was like, all right, well, I was like, I tried. I don't know. Right. No, and I appreciate you for trying. I think that that's even big enough as, especially the youngest sibling too, as mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of three as well. And like, you know, it's hard to get your older siblings to listen to you because they're always yeah. going to look at you as the younger sibling and that's fine. Yeah. But it is frustrating when you have clearly made moves, you've made paths and they're clearly jealous of it. And again, you're like, you could just ask me how I did it. Like I could yeah. help you get there. If anybody would help them get there, it's you. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, I don't think in any realm am I better than my siblings. Yeah. I have so many amazing things to say about my siblings. Like my brother, I've rarely ever seen him mad. Um, yeah. And when he is mad like me, it is, you're, you should not be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, my brother's always smiling. He's the goofball. He is the, the light in the room type of deal. And my sister's is fiercely brave fiercely yeah. defensive of me she is always if i said hey i need you to do xyz she'd be like all right cool meet you there like she's love that she's everything like she my siblings are fantastic but i think as the the best way to represent the breakthrough of i shouldn't be afraid of my success are the people that should be rooting you on and they were the people that were at times making me kind of feel like oh like i probably shouldn't shouldn't share that um so yeah, biggest biggest break, breakthrough is definitely communication is extremely beneficial and large to master, um, right. and that you shouldn't be afraid of being who you are and being successful, like being true to you. <laughs> yes, there you go. See, and there this is go. why you were like, I'm ready for this recording. <laughs> um, and I think too, that's the biggest reward, right? That you were able to speak up and say, like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm not happy here. I'm going to change what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I very much uh, applaud that because obviously in the very first episode, I talked about how I felt so stuck in my job, but I mm -hmm. wasn't ready to like make that decision and hearing the strength just from you. It just makes me so proud because like people being able to identify it and do something about it, like you're going to be successful because you're following what you want. So yeah. I just think that that's an incredible story. And again, just a breakthrough that 
even I couldn't even have gotten through without gotten getting fired. So like I which, appreciate the energy. Which I meant to say this in the beginning, but like I'm proud of you for pursuing something this creative. Like this is incredible that you're creating a platform Thanks, for yeah. people. So like you should you should be like patting yourself on the back because that's amazing. Listen, um, I just wanted to do something different. And like my hobbies, it. I was gonna say my hobbies, um, they're not always the the best. Like I can't just sit and watch Drag Race forever, because um, <laughs> I will literally just watch it on a rerun. But I I just knew that I also like social media can't be the only way that I connect with people. Um, yeah. I wanna I wanna make more meaningful connections just just liking your posts and say congratulations on your engagement. Like I wanna yeah. I wanna be uh, more involved, and so I just I'm excited to be here. Okay, question number three. Tara, what's the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Um, so I'm a lay down shower taker. Sometimes if I've had a stressful day, I turn the shower on, I'll just lay at the bottom of the tub. I'm just like, this is great. Kind of like the rain almost. Yeah, um, I was going to say. But the other weird thing that I do is sometimes when I get anxious, I like to build things. Like what? Uh, so the breakfast nook that I'm sitting in in my apartment, yeah. um, I built the bench that I'm sitting on. Oh, you better work, queen. <laughs> that is so cool. Are you kidding? No. What? How long does that take you? Um, it took us a day actually. Um, my friend had the saw, and you had to, like, the way you had to maneuver and like cut and hold things. I needed a second person, right? And my friend is more like the math person, and I'm like the muscle person. So I was like, "Yo, yeah. I'm trying to build this bench, like." what are you doing today? And we went, we picked up all the wood and we cut all the stuff. And my boyfriend's coming home. I'm hauling this bench. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, so um, I'm making a breakfast nook. I built this bench and I'm chopping five inches off the dining room table. Love you. Um, and he didn't really know what to say, but he let it happen. So yeah, well, that's the whole vibe, right? <laughs> you know, I like being, I will always say, I love being the chaotic partner in the relationship. Yeah, like, like I love being able to be like, and I'm doing X, Y, Z and you're just going to be okay with it. And he's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you do it with a smiling face and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Bye. Yeah. Um, um well, heck yeah. So fun. like, is it like in moments where you're like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I just need to release. And so you just build stuff. Yeah. It's, it. It's, I guess, like the creative side. Like, I've always really yeah. liked art. Um, but when I started getting into homes and like I have my own home, I own a home in Virginia and I've been like DIYing, like, I redid the whole sunroom. Like, I painted the cabinets. The countertop that I have was like this ugly beige color. Thanks, Nana, um, creating yeah. more work for me. And I didn't want to spend the money to replace the counter because it's a great counter, but I just hated the colors. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to paint it. And now okay. it looks granite. Yeah, it looks like a granite countertop, and my friends were like, "Terry, you, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. I'm just, I'm winging." Don't worry it. about it. It looks good. <laughs> Moving right along. It's, it's just, I guess, like a way to like take control of if it's things that are stressing me out that I feel like I can't do anything about. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna find something that like I can do something about, and then I'll yeah. just do a project or whatever. No, fun times. I, I think that that's smart too. I'm, I'm big on the dishes. Like, if there's if oh, what yeah. you just said, where it's like oh my gosh, I need to release. And I'm not trying to deep clean. I'm not that like, I, yeah. you know, so I'm like the dishes, like I, I just do those so quick. I'll just do the dishes really quick. Yeah. So I think that that's cool. And I like that. Okay. So we've made a bench. We've done, um, the countertops. What other cool projects have you done? Um, God, I've done so many now. Um, I say, I've seen them on your Instagram. I love them. Yeah. My like, so the house thing was kind of like my grandma's, which le I think it's like your next question or a question. Yeah. Ahead. But 
I uh, I didn't have really anything to do. And I was just, she had just gotten this new furniture ordered. And it was like, in the daytime, this sofa looked like, like green or blue. Yeah. Or no, it was, it was blue in the daytime. But then when the sun would set and it would become evening time, it almost looked green. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, this is weird. And I was like, the whole house is beige. Like the carpet was like this, like, uh, kind of, kind of like a peachy color, kind of dark. I don't know how to explain it. Like a dark blush. Yeah. And then she has this like greenish blue sofa on like this <laughs> off white wall. And then she's got, it was like a beachy kind of looking frame with these trees on it, but the background's white, but the trees are kind of blue too. And I was like, Nana, what are we doing? And I right. walked back there and I was like, uh, Nana, I'm going to pick up some paint. And I'm going to paint this wall. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, just let it happen. And I, I painted this wall because I didn't I have anything that. better to do. And she was like, you're losing your mind. I was like, it's fine. So it's fine. But, and then it was accomplished. Yeah. I, I mean, that. and it looked great once it got done and she was happy with it. But at the time, everybody was like, this is inappropriate. And yeah. I, was like, I don't know how else to deal with the anxiety, which that wasn't like a hard project but it was emotionally hard because it was Absolutely. her house and i'm like telling you frick off i'm gonna paint this wall and Take she's up. like all right <laughs> listen and you know what hang out with the grandparent we I, we both and i know you're gonna get into it but like we've both done it and sometimes you just gotta yeah. say what what you're doing and they're just yeah. gonna have to accept it i'm just like um, you're gonna sit down you're gonna yeah you're gonna deal with it yep and they will <laughs> they were and they did they did great they knew what they, they knew that they were trusting us um with what we were doing so I yeah that. um yeah. okay question number four what is a trauma that has shaped uh, you or maybe that um, <laughs> you're still working to break through? Uh, buckle up, kids. Uh, put your seatbelts on. Um, I, was, I was kidding. I totally was. I was no, kidding. I know it already. <laughs> All right. So as I said before, May 2021, I graduated nursing school. Um, so right after I graduated in May, my boyfriend is from New York. Um, so we spent the year apart or however long it was, it was probably less than that. Um, he was here in New York and I was in Virginia and I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm almost done with school. Like, what are we doing? You trying to move in together? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I packed my stuff and I moved to New York. So I Love took, that. I took like three months off. I think it was total, um, trying to pass my NCLEX. Like I just wanted time off from school. I had gotten like all my bills straight to where I could do that, where I could take the three months off. Um, and I told basically everybody that I didn't have any fear or reservations about moving because to me, like the worst case scenario was it didn't work out. Okay. Well, what's the next step? Okay. You move back. Okay. Cool. Right. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. Right, my, right. I fit all myself in one car. I don't care. Yeah, um, exactly. So, but I told everybody that my, my biggest fear was that I would leave and something would happen. Boy, was I right. right. Um, so August I wake up, um, it was a Wednesday. I'm watching. It was either the bachelor or the bachelorette. And I got a call from my grandmother and my grandma and my dad lived together. Okay. And she was like, Hey, uh, I don't know how to say this, but your dad's dead. Oh my God. Dara. And I was like, <laughs> and like in my, like in a mess up way, the first thing I wanted to say was like, you're kidding. <laughs> because right. that's just like, in a way that's kind of like life. It's like, of course that would happen. Right. Um, so I thought at the time he had had a stroke, um, because of what she was describing that happened like the night before was that like, he came home and he sat down on the couch and went to sleep and he was snoring. Um, so I thought he kind of had like some sort of a stroke and medically I'm going through all this stuff. Like what could happen? Right. What happened? What happened? Um, so I went home, I spent like a month trying to get some stuff straight there because 
my dad had some affairs that needed to be like cleaned up and my siblings are technically my half siblings. So I okay. had to deal with it. Gotcha. Um, so that was August, oh, September, um, October. I was like losing my mind. I had been like dealing with my anxiety ramping up. I was being like medicated. I was like trying to figure it out. I was like, all right, well, I'll feel better if I have a job. So I got this job. Uh, I hated it. People in New York suck. Yeah. Um, the management of the people I worked with were like, whatever. So I quit that job. Um, December, I got another job in pediatrics and I loved it. I loved it. So I'm in this job in pediatrics in February or March. My grandma was like, hey, I, I still keep losing this weight. And uh, like beforehand, we thought, you know, it was all the changes. It was me moving. It was me graduating. Right. It was my dad acting weird and my dad passing. We were like, oh, so you're, you're depressed. That's why you're losing weight. I was like, just say something to your PCP. And so she, in true Nana fashion, she comes out of the apartment and she goes, you won't fucking believe this. And I was like, I was like, okay, Nana. So they told her that she needed to go uh, get tested for cancer and like do all these screens and stuff. And I was like, all right. And like, I hang up the phone and I was like, I feel like I know where this is going <laughs> because she'd been a chain smoker my entire life. Like I've never seen that woman not have a cigarette in her hand. So I was like, right, right. So it was like a, a few weeks went by and she calls me and she's like, Hey, I have lung cancer. That's what they told me. I was like, all right, we, it's fine. Checks. Right. It checks. It makes sense. Yeah, like, I'm, you know, yeah, it checks out. Right. Like, I'm a nurse. We're going to deal right. with it. Right. Whatever. So they told me she had six months at first. That's what they told me. Um, they told me that in April. Yeah. April. So I quit my job. I went home. I quit my job and I told Dylan, I was like, Hey, uh, love you. See you later. Right. Um, back to bag. And I went right. <laughs> um, so in May, I took her. I don't remember what what I was. Oh, I had some trip planned or whatever. It's like a five day trip. And I was like, yeah. all right. So she ended up getting admitted to the hospital before this trip. Ugh. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I have some peace of mind. She'll, right. she'll be in the hospital. Somebody taking care of her, watching her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she was admitted until I got home. So I. I got home from my trip like four or five days later, came back, picked her up from the doctors. And this doctor goes, hey, uh, remember how we told you six months? You have 30 days. See you later. Hospice will show up at your house. What? Yeah. Yeah. How did five months just get caught off like that? I don't I don't know. Um I wanted a second opinion, which was yeah. why I was happy that she got admitted because right. the doctor she'd seen beforehand, I didn't like him. Gotcha. I'm one of those people where when I meet you and I get that first vibe, I don't like you. There's a reason I don't like you. I don't yep. know what it is, but I'm going to figure it out. It you, will you are itself. good at that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I didn't like him. And I was, I was asking him a bunch of questions when I'd seen this other doctor the last time. Didn't really answer anything. I was like. He said one of her labs were, were off. And I was like, did you check this, this, and this? And he was like, of course I did. I was like, check again. You're wrong. Right. Right. Um, and so when she got admitted to the second time, they did another scan. So she had lung cancer that had metastasized to her liver. Mm. And she had a nine centimeter tumor in the center of her chest that was pinching her aorta shut. Like my jaw on the floor. Yeah. What? Yeah. And I was, and I, in my head, I'm like, how do you miss that, bro? Like, yeah, that didn't uh -huh. happen in a week. Like, right. So, whatever. So, I took her home and I took care of her for three weeks and literally watched her take her last breath. Like, yeah. 
it was like I can't explain. It It was surreal. Like I can't, I can't explain to anybody what it feels like to go to bed every night and then wake up. And your first thought is, is she going to be dead? Like, did I miss it? Yeah. You're just, you're just like at wit's end. And you're like, you're so emotionally drained with, and I had this battle more times than I can count. I remember sitting in her bed more times than I can count being like, God, I don't want you to leave, but I want you to die because right. you, you don't deserve to suffer. No, absolutely not. And you come to this, you're like in a moral dilemma of like, how can I think like that with my loved one? Like my best friend, my grandma was my best friend. And you're sitting at her bedside crying, being like, I don't want you to leave, but I know I need you to go because this, this sucks. Right. And you like, you, you don't want to leave the house because you're scared that you're going to like miss something you don't want the nurses to be there because you don't you're almost like not confident in them yeah i was gonna say it's hard to trust people yeah and then i'm i'm going through something different because i can't be a nurse and be her granddaughter at the same time and i'm just it was it was the worst thing i've ever dealt with in my entire life and i've dealt with abuse i've dealt with both like family side and like partner side i've dealt with you know having no money i've dealt with having no food i've you know been injured like had like soccer ending injuries and stuff and like like all of those things were minuscule when i lost her yeah and it wasn't just losing her because then because my dad's gone i inherited her house right so then i have this house that's mine yeah that's full of this ugly ass decor But like, I can't get rid of it because right. she loved it. Right, 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 <laughs> like, right, right. And I'm like, what do I do with this? You know, like, and I yeah. and I got people calling asking me for money because like, like bills that, you know, she had to swear up and, you know, I'm having to like plan her funeral and her funeral's like two, like two hours away where she's from. And then I've got people asking me, you know, what happened. And I just, I was spent. I was like, yeah like nothing mattered like yeah. i don't care about my career i don't care about anything right and you're just like so now what right like I, I don't think that people realize how much like actually physically watching like for days on end watching a loved one pass or even like be in that amount of pain how much traumatic toll that's going to take on your body yeah. Um, because especially someone like you who feels feelings very like, oh, very yeah. genuine, like having oh, to watch man. it, you know, I was <laughs> going to say being it now that you have to feel those feelings and you want to take on those feelings because you're trying to, you know, almost take the pain away from her. I mean, on top of everything else going on, because I remember that, like, I would walk away from my phone and I would come back and it would be like three different family members have called and they want updates. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you have to be that person that is like communicating at all times to everybody. And then on top of that, um, especially when you have doctors that clearly can't even see a nine inch tumor, um, you then don't trust people to then actually step up and do the job because you've been betrayed. I mean, it just sounds like a lot, homie. It was, it was a lot. And like her and I, even at a young age, like me and my, me and my grandma were thick as thieves. Like she yeah. would come up to citizen burger when I was working there and drink <laughs> yeah. tangerine orange juice and just chill. Yeah. Like she was that grandma. Like all mm-hmm. my friends were like, Nana is, is the best. Like it right. wasn't just like a, Oh, I'd go to my Nana's and like, you know, I spent 30 minutes with her and then I left. No, right. like we, we were like rolling. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like at a really young age, 
you know, she was like, you're like technically my power of attorney. If something happens, like, I don't think your dad would do it. She was like, if you put me in a nursing home, I swear to God, I'm going to hunt you down. I will murder you. Like she was really, at, no, she was really adamant. She was like, Fair. she was like, you take me out back and you put me out Jesus. before you put me in a nursing home. And I like, I, I can't even tell you how many times she said that to me. That's so funny. So when I picked her up from this, like technically they couldn't let her go because of like, at first they couldn't let her go because of like some lab or whatever it was. Maybe it was a, a Saturday. I don't even know. Okay. Um, and she's sitting in bed and she's like, please just, just please take me home. And like, she's fully with it. Like, it's not right. like she was like out of it. And I was like, all right, like I'll break you out if I have to like hysterically laughing, just cackling like full Bonnie and Clyde mode. Right. Or it just, and then like getting her home, I get her home and like, I, you have this idea, like when you take a loved one home, like it's going to be this like, graceful like delicate mm -hmm. dynamic and she wakes up one morning and i was like hey i i made you coffee what do you want to eat she was like i want raspberries and some milk and like something else and i was like all right so i went in the kitchen and i got a paper plate right put these raspberries on it and <laughs> i bring her back a glass of milk with her coffee and she grabs the paper plate and she looks up at me and she said really you're not gonna put these raspberries in a bowl and i said nana it doesn't matter what you eat them out of like it, right. it's just raspberry she goes oh so you're just gonna do me like that <laughs> nana like a queen she says i expect to be served yes and i'm looking at her like nana like stop girl eat the raspberries so then she's she's still looking at me like bitch go get, get me bowl. my bowl yeah and me being me being like i'm already waiting on you hand and foot like i got you brewsters three times yesterday right. like you're eating it out of the paper the paper plate okay <laughs> and i go i'll remember that for next time she goes i can't fucking stand you <laughs> like okay um and then like the very next day she was we were sitting there having breakfast and she goes so what are you gonna do to my house when i'm gone oh my gosh and i was like nana the second they pronounce you dead i'm ripping this carpet up and she starts cackling right 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 and she looks at me and she goes but it's a good carpet, Tara. And it was like, oh my no. gosh, no. So, because I'm a woman of my word, yes. my Nana was gone five days and I put down Harvard. <laughs> Incredible. Great work. I'm, Very proud of I'm you. I'm that bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I think too, I mean, um, what is like, are you still processing her loss at this point? I mean, especially with your dad too. Like, how are you trying to move past this or move forward? Um, I like, I'm not, I haven't been going to therapy for a while, not because I didn't like it and it wasn't successful, but with moving and everything, I just, yeah. I, I just didn't keep up with it. Like I should have. Um, and I do other means like journaling and things, but yeah, I mean, really like, I don't think I'll ever be in a place in my life where I can tolerate that pain. I, right. I just don't. And like, that's what, and that's truly what like grief and processing is, is like you get to this point where, and as my boyfriend says, because my boyfriend and I were together three months and he lost his dad. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I'm thankful that I have a partner 
that understands that like what this is like um and he says all the time you know at some point you get to a place where you're not sad and you're not crying but like the memories like bring you happiness and i'm like yeah i can't relate um (laughs) i will be crying for as long as it takes yeah because it was just like it was just so instrumental i mean she made me the person that i am she was a take no shit like tell them how it is if they are in my way you better move them like put up or shut up type of lady um yep i mean she she made me strong she made me aware she made me independent she made me all of these beautiful things and it kills me that like when i have a success like i can't call her yeah she's the first person i want to call when something happens right and i don't think i'll ever get to a place where that will be easier for me no no like even now i'm crying like it's not even that big of a deal i was gonna say no i hear you i think too like um when i lost my uh i lost my grandfather to dementia but we lost him like three years before and honestly even for like five years before he actually passed yeah and my grandmother did pass before he really kind of took a toll yeah and i had gotten to see both of my sisters have my grandparents at their graduation at like big life events yeah and that that one that killed me man like being able to look back these people that i had taken care of that i was close you know what i mean like my grand yeah. you know, my, my my people my family and um yeah that, like i feel you that one is always so tough to be like i just yeah. i want to tell them these great things i want them to be there i want that presence but yeah you just got to feel it because it, it's there right yeah. um, it's it's definitely like life events like that like that those things i think hit even worse um yeah. especially as being a young lady with a partner that like i don't want to be with anybody else like it's yeah. it's like getting it's like i have blinders on like <laughs> i don't i don't give a fuck about nobody like it's, yeah. it's dylan for me yeah yes yes um, and to be in a place where i feel like that for somebody and i pray every day he decides to marry me it's like yeah. i like i won't have a father-daughter dance like yeah. my grandmother won't be there like my mother's dad isn't gonna be there like yeah. i it changes the whole dynamic of your accomplishments because they're accomplishments but you share accomplishments with the people that you love yeah and so it doesn't feel like an accomplishment anymore it just feels like another thing that happened um it's it's very very weird and like dylan dylan knows and all my friends know how important nana was to me yeah and it's it's just never never gonna be the same i have dreams about her all the time like i had a dream that she told me she liked the countertop but my dad would have kept it black um I, you know what dreams are real <laughs> in that sense she was really just reminding you and letting you know they had taken yeah. the survey and they wanted to go ahead and let you know i had another dream where she's like laying in the in the hallway of her house and she's laying like flat on her back and i walk yeah. up and i'm like oh my god no what happened she goes she goes why did it take you so long to get here (laughs) like type of deal like stuff like that and like i i appreciate my dreams um in that like for those reasons because they're little snippets of her but it's just that house is never going to be mine right the car i have is never going to be mine because technically it's hers like you know all the jewelry that i have now like it's just it's it's not mine it's it's never going to be my stuff it's it's weird 
Um, maybe one day, like way later down the road, but for right now in this present moment, you like that has to be a weird thing to think. Oh about. yeah. For right now, I'm still a wreck. Um, yeah. still processing in a lot of ways. There's still things that are definitely like not quite unpacked, but right. it's a process. That's what it is. is. It's a process. Yeah. Huge so, cycle. So I, I'm oh always God, here for yeah. you. Um, you got to start and then you got to finish. Oh Lord. And then you got to start over. That's the worst. Like when you feel like you've gotten to like an okay place. And then like, you see that like one, like for me, I have like a, a pillow with my, um, you were talking about how you like your grandma's clothes and stuff like that. My mom, uh, like got rid of a lot of it, but there was like a couple jackets. Like my mm -hmm. grandma was styling at church. <laughs> And she had this one like zebra print jacket. We turned it into a pillow. Um, and like every once in a while, like I'll like either just like be close to it or something. And I, that's all it takes. And you lose it. Yeah. yeah. That's really all it takes. Um, yeah. So I just, just know like you're not alone in that process. And I'm glad that you have Dylan and people around you um, that care because yeah. you know you just need that support system, but just know you're so loved and I'm here for you, Holmes. What a, what a time that year sucked. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't sound like it was, um, really good memories you know <laughs> like, we were i wasn't just driving the struggle bus i was the actual bus the bus the vessel the bus. You, you were holding it everybody was getting on your bus <laughs> as i say to a bunch of my friends that year didn't happen it happened to me i made no Literally. decisions that yeah. year absolutely life was like one on one second but yeah. now okay but like i feel like now hearing the very first part of what you just said now i'm making connections it was like life was so defined for you that now you're like wow life's too short i have to make these decisions for myself yeah i i think i just like got to the point and especially like that year was also hard because for a long time i was a full-time student I worked like two or three jobs at one time. I'm like the friend that, you know, that my friends could confide in. Like I was very like reliable in that way. As I like to say, the it girl. Yeah. And then I moved and I'm not working. I'm not going to school. I don't have my family. It was like a true identity crisis. Right. And then it's furthered by like these very large losses. And in having these losses of like one of, the most instrumental people in my life somebody that i never explained myself to because she knew who i was then i got into this like weird kind of like divot and headspace of i have to explain everything to everybody yes i have to i have to explain the decisions that i'm making why i'm feeling this way why you can't touch that picture why yes. i'm not selling this house why like i'm doing all this stuff and it was very tiring yes because beforehand before before partner before any of that if i made a decision you can't touch me right like i'm right i've, I've made it yes i'm doing it yeah like i didn't it, it that was just how it was because i i had learned to trust myself and i knew that i had made a good decision right but then all this stuff happened and i really got lost in that i felt like every decision i made was wrong i felt like it needed to be justified. I felt like if the people that were in my circle weren't seeing what I was seeing, I felt like I had to go the extra mile to make them see it how I was seeing it. Yeah. And then I had this conversation with like one of my best friends, Sarah Perry, like this whole thing that had transpired over like the year and a half. And she was like, T, like, you just haven't had a break. Yeah. And at like, I just got to this point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it all. Yes. Fuck Fuck explaining to you guys. Yep. Fuck trying to show that I'm like this good person. 
fuck making decisions for everybody else except for me. Like, yes. I, and like, also, fuck being nice to people that are blatantly Bro. not helping. Nice me. people. Yes. You're yes. in my way. Yes. Like, you're being disruptive. You're messing with my energy. You're taking up space that you shouldn't be taking. Fuck off. On to the next. You ain't helping <laughs> me. That's fine. Next one. And so now I'm just like, and I, I had been that way before that year had happened. Yeah. Got lost in that. Yeah. And now, like, I'm reminded of those things. And I'm right. saying, like, if something happened and I just, like, say it, they're like, oh, well, well, you weren't doing that. Yeah, I was doing that before. Yeah. And I let you have passes, and now you don't get any passes anymore. Right. So exactly. that's not my fault. <laughs> Good for you for setting boundaries. Again, things that people don't do at, like, a younger age um and don't realize until it's way too late in the game so i just again love that nana really even just hearing you be like i'm making this decision like fuck off like that just sounds yeah. like something nana would do um which i think is what like the, the the combo of you guys both i love it yeah it's but you have to like you said in the other episodes that you had like it's all in the company that you keep yeah and over time especially in loss you'll see who shows up yeah absolutely um, and i mean my circle's tight for a reason it's a period for a reason a period like, i don't i don't extend myself ever anymore i have yeah. like maybe five good friends yeah if that we're all doing our own thing but like you're not into the circle anymore there are no new people added to the circle i don't care if i die alone <laughs> girl yeah mm -hmm. 100%. it's not being extended if you don't deserve to be there absolutely um, and that's so important just protecting your peace um and you knowing that again at a at, in our 20s like people don't learn that stuff until they're like 40. you know what i mean like our yeah. thresholds for bullshit are just too low for that um you know and i think it's conditioned as like i hate to say it but like conditioned as ladies like we're yeah. we're supposed oh, to yeah. be nurturers we're supposed to be forgiving we're supposed to be submissive and kind of fit these molds and you know don't make too much noise and mm -hmm. you know you got to fit over here and that's not typical and you got to do what's kind of expected and you know i like there's always that thing that i've seen on facebook where it's like i'm not intimidating you're intimidated yes and it's true yeah. it's so true yeah. i just as somebody that also has like a big like personality, it. anybody that's told me I'm too much and I'm like, okay, and you're too little moving right along like that yeah, right? will always be. And it's like, there's a, there's a spectrum. Like I might be further down on that. Yeah. Too much side, but honey, you're so too little. You better step up your game. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Like there's nothing um, wrong with me for being this way. Right. It's, exactly. I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody for being them. I'm yeah. just saying, this is me. This, this is how I function and operate in life. These are the decisions that I make. Like, Kudos on you if you're making different ones. Like, I'm right. not sitting here going on social media being like, oh, ooh. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting yeah, here yeah, taking yeah, notes yeah. secretly in a notebook right. like, oh, man, that's I'm just not I got time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's that. Just, I'm not that type of person. Well, I think I that's, care. I was going to say, I think that segues perfectly into question number five, which is, what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? Oh, man, social media, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean... I, I think it's social media in a sense because it's presented as such a highlight reel. Yeah. However, the caveat is your social media depends on your intention. Yep. I, there were so many rants that I got on like Instagram with. Yeah. And it was because 
my intent isn't to please anybody else. It's right. to it's to like not have a narrative, but like challenge the thinking. Yes. And if you're not somebody that is solid and where you're at, I think it prevents you from being emotional. If you're like, you can't be raw and real and guarded at the same time. Right. Right. But that's also why I think people are so resistant to therapy because what people don't recognize is that when you're in therapy, they only know what you tell them. So if you're not being authentic and real about it, you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. Because they're not invested in you. They're like an unbiased opinion, which is why it's so great. Right. But if you're if you're not solid, if you're not questioning and inquiring and educating and expanding kind of like what you're exposed to, it doesn't even have to necessarily be like a different culture or a physical person or whatever. But like for you to put blinders on in the sense of like, this is me, this is my bubble. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to do anything different. Like it it's sheltering and it takes away from the human experience. Yeah. And the human experience is being vulnerable and real and making the connections. It's like communicating in the beginning. Like I was missing so much in life because I was afraid to say my truth. Yeah. When in reality, there were people going through things that were similar. They might not always be the same. It might not be the exact same situation, but they could relate to me. And I felt less isolated. Absolutely. So I think it's, I think it's multifaceted, but I think the larger portion of our generation is social media being, you know, uh, oh my gosh, the captain of comparison, as I like to say, the fact that social media had to get so bad that we have to have an app called be real. Bro, I'm sorry. I am not hating on people that do that app. I'm so glad you do. And I've heard it's fun, but I cannot oh, I'm full hating. I'm you, full you, hating. you can't, you can't tell me that you need an app. You have every app possible and you need another app called Be Real so that you can just see that everybody's sitting at home because that's what makes you feel better. People are just sitting at home. Like it it is what it is. Like you don't need to. And then it's like another thing we're on. I can't. This is why I only have like Instagram and Twitter. I. I, Well, and like my girls that I coach have have Be Reals and stuff. Yeah. And TikTok, and they've requested me on Instagram, and I'm immediately delete. Like, you can't (laughs) see that I'm a fool just like you. Right, 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 right. But yeah, they, and they like pulled out the be real. We were at a tournament, and I was like, how ridiculous. Like, you can't, I'm like, you can't even like post on, like, fences were huge when we were like coming out of high school, which some of them were actually pretty funny. Um, I, some of them were absolute riots, and I won't name names, but they know who they are, and you're, you're wild right um but but finsta was in a sense like the original be real yeah to an extent and now these kids are like oh well you know instagram is like filtered it's a highlight reel it's like blah 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 and i'm gonna get a be real and it's gonna be more real than the other fake shit that i put out there and i was like i was like this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I knew I was old when new apps started getting on my nerves. I was like, oh. Reach. Yeah, okay. absolutely. When I deleted Facebook, I was like, I, I, I'm so sorry, but I just can't be, I just can't be on this. I can't. And the thing is, is so many times people are like, oh, we'll make like a small one. Like, you know, you don't have to friend that many people. Like, you know, Facebook marketplace is so fun. And I'm like, there's enough. I have enough. I have enough. Like at what point are you like, I have indulged too much online. Like I yeah. need to take a step back. Um, and I think that that's also part, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I think that's 
also why I started this podcast because people just do not have a place to really be themselves because even on social media, you feel like you're being watched and you feel like people are perceiving you. And I just think that that's okay because it's going to happen, yeah. you know, yeah. and like, that's okay. Nothing of what anyone thinks of you is anybody's business. Like, because you shouldn't be asking. You don't need people's opinions. I mean, sure, you're yeah. close circle, but like you don't need to worry about what like someone who's watching you from high school is thinking about you because like who cares? What? Like well, and, and I think you're exactly right that there's not a platform to do this, but it it's in a different perspective. The the photos that we have on our Instagrams are us. Right. But they're a single picture in a single snippet in time yeah that is not the full explanation of how you got to where you were there were a lot of people that had no idea that i had gone through all that stuff in the past year right not that it matters not that it's super interesting not that you know i should have had like a newsletter being sent out on my instagram of like this right. is what i did today right um but at the same time like it it shapes you for who you are yeah and it social media doesn't do an accurate depiction of those moments right. and the flip side is like how do you how do you do that in not a respectful way but like a not even like a censor i don't even, i can't even think of the word for it but like there's not i couldn't imagine getting on my instagram and being like Hey, so uh, I'm really sad today. My grandma's uh -huh. on hospice. Right. Um, stay tuned. Like, right. Uh, what? Again, like really what you said, like life isn't like a reel. It's not like a highlight reel. Like that's not yeah. something you're going to throw on there. Or, like have a discussion about or even people need to know about um, yeah. because it's enough to go through it. You don't need to then take more energy to go post online and take it yeah. like that next step further. Well, and there's no like you can't understand it unless you kind of gone through it type of deal yeah but then there's that added element of you're posting on platforms that are subconsciously perceived as a highlight reel and now you got on your facebook your instagram and you're telling this like really raw thing and i can picture i can hypothesize that half of the people that would see it would be why does she want attention? Right. Why would you share that? Right. But it's like, that's my truth right now. Like this yeah. is shaping me into something that I don't know how I'm going to turn out at the end of it, you know? Right. right. So there, there isn't really a platform for that, but yeah. I'm thankful. And I think my perspective is unique. And when I saw that you were making your podcast, I was like, dang, like that's, amazing Thanks, that Tom. she's creating a platform for people that have had these different upbringings because that's what life is is your yes. unique story the decisions yeah. that you made the yeah. people you surround yourself with your your upbringing with your parents how you overcame like all those things and social media will never do that justice i don't i don't think it will ever get to that point no the anyway. what we've just done in the five questions now like you would learn more from that than just looking at your instagram you know what oh I mean? God, yeah. So yeah. that, that's kind of what my goal was, is to be able to like, just let people come on for an episode and let themselves like tell their story. Because sometimes looking at in somebody's Instagram or Facebook pictures, it's just like, it's just yeah. a picture, you know, you don't really know like the depth behind it. And there's just, humans are so complex. Don't get me started. Oh my uh, God, yeah. 
the follow-up question though, I want you to do this. What would you say to those people um, that feel like they can't be authentic and true to themselves if they could hear you? Um, I think, well, I know that the beginning of me being able to be real with others is being real with yourself. Yeah. And I think that if it scares people, if it's something that's uncomfortable, if you don't feel like you've quite found your place where you can do that, yeah. to me, the safest place to do that was a journal. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to read it except for me. Like I, I had it and I hit it and nobody knew about it. I still have it. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, I purposefully like wrote in the beginning of it, almost like a, like a little book. And I was just yeah. like, you know, this is for you. Don't cross out anything. Don't censor anything. Scribble, curse, whatever you need to do, because this is this is your outlet. Yeah. Um, there's nobody that's going to tell your secret. There's nobody's going to judge how I'm feeling. There's nobody that's going to dissect it in a way that I don't want it to be dissected. And I started to have these, you know, kind of like, I guess, like real monologues or what I call mirror moments is okay. that you get this good look at yourself of where you're really at. I mean, yeah. it's kind of close to co-talking, kind of close to, you know, morphing into the setting that you're in, whether it's like a professional one or kind of like a laid back one, you're, you're used to switching how you're supposed to be. Right. But when you have this journal, that's just for you that you don't have to put a front on and you write. And then a couple of days later you go back and read it. You're like, Oh yeah. Like, that's how I felt. Yeah. Oh, like that. I was hurt in that moment, but I told everybody else it was fine type of deal. Yep. Um, and I think that's a really good way to be honest and real with yourself even before bringing anybody else into it. But then you have to be very um, intentional with what you're saying. Like yeah. for, for example, like when people say like spending money, like I've probably spent a million dollars at Chipotle. <laughs> Cause I'm a fat ass. I love. Chipotle. I love that. I love Chipotle. I love it. Um, so I've I've spent you know however much money at Chipotle, and for a long time I was like I can't travel. Yeah. It's not that you can't travel. You don't prioritize traveling. Right. And when you start to be intentional with what you're saying to other people, but first and foremost what you say to yourself. Yeah. That changes the game. That oh, changes 100%. the entire realm of where you're at because you're figurative nice polite neat fun loving highlight reel becomes right. really fucked up chaotic like oh <laughs> crazy piece of shit yeah and then you're like oh well everybody doesn't everybody isn't in their chaos yet and that's right. cool but like i'm over here in mine and i'm, I'm good with it type right thing. but you become more honest through first you and then it doesn't really matter what everybody else has to say because okay. you're right with you that's all that matters yep Absolutely. not with anybody else yep I could not agree more. A long-winded um, way of answering that question. I wasn't even long-winded. I think it was perfect. Um, question number six. Now you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who do you like who you are. How do you respond? I leave. Yeah. I'm yeah. leaving. I'm out. Yeah. Peace out. Um, yeah, I I think in all of the realms that I've been in between healthcare and the bar scene and the athletic scene and professionals and you know 
people that have their own businesses and things like that, creators like you, I think that you develop this sort of like radar. Like I can, I can be around pretty much anybody. Yeah. But they might not be able to be around me. I, yes, absolutely. I relate. Um, yes. So I think that's kind of like my gauge. It's, it's not that I'm going to, you know, punish you for, yeah. for doing what you're doing. But if I feel like you're not even reciprocated to meeting me, us going halfway, being on my level type of deal, it's, it's hard to maintain that realness when right. people aren't, in their realness with you yeah or even want to go there right. um maybe they don't live there like i do but you know if they visit every now and then I'm right, right, that. right right yeah you know it might be just smoking a blunt for 10 minutes and and you're there and then you come back to reality and you're like man all right um so i'm gonna go back to that facade like maybe yeah. it's just visits um right. but i live here i like to live here yeah um but if i find if like you know people can't do that and they like to kind of put on this whatever i'm like you know that's that's not for me no. Uh, thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Hope everything works out, but I'm out. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to excuse. I was going to say, do you feel like you, it's like maybe when you think back about like jobs that you didn't like, what were you able to do to kind of prepare yourself? If you knew you had to walk in and kind of force yourself to get through the day, like how are you able to prepare yourself mentally, physically for that situation? Um. First of all, I would like to thank nursing school for kind of like <laughs> teaching me this. Yeah. Um. And I think I knew it. I just don't think the words were there. Yeah. Um, they talk about, you know, you have to know you before you can care for your patients. In addition to when you're educating your patients, you have to meet them where they are. Wherever that is, you got to meet You got to meet them there. Um, you might not love them. You might not like them. They might smell. They might, yeah. whatever the case may be, right, right. they might not even be all the way there. Um, right. But you got to meet them where they're at. Like there's. I mean, and I can go into so many examples related to healthcare, but um, you you got to meet them where they're at. And there are people that they won't be like you, but you have to be around them. Like you said, a job and you just you just got to meet them where they're at. They might yeah. not want to be intellectually, emotionally, physically challenged. And if they don't, then that's fine. You have to understand mm -hmm. that you have to accept it, but you have to move on and say, all right, well, that's just them. I have to be OK with that. Right. Um, but you can't, it's almost like self-control. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like oh. self-regulating. It's like, <laughs> like liars. I don't, I don't know if you feel this way. I'll know your line before you know your line. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But when you come across people that do that, you almost like know to yourself, well, they're lying because they're not willing to, to do the work or, or have the conversation or whatever it is. And you have to acknowledge that and just and just keep it moving. You just gotta leave it there. Let the sleeping yeah. dog lie type of yep. deal and keep it moving, which is it's it's so hard sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you you gotta do it. Um I think too, like I, I don't know what it is and call it mental illness, but being able to <laughs> is it the trauma? Yes, is it the trauma. Being able to observe, you talked about it before, like growing up and like maybe not verbally communicating, but watching things like, oh, he put this down too hard or whatever it is. We can pick up on signals so well and we are so like hypersensitive to it, so self-aware of everything going on around us that yeah, it's so easy to be like, Oh, you're lying. 
Like yeah. I, that's, you're not that good of a liar. Wow. I can't believe you're trying to lie to me. Like yeah. it, it's so weird. Um, just being able to have that, like overly observe it. That's what I call myself where I'm watching the entire situation so hard that I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because why would you put X to Y when Y could have gone to Z? Like, why would you have done something like that? Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think over time being observant, yeah, you like, I'm, I'm the first to be like, that's a no for me, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple friends and they know who they are because yeah. th this one girl could get it. If I saw her on the street, I've, I swear to God, Listen, um, we've all got one. He, she's dead to me and she knows yeah. who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, but sh it, it was this, like, everybody knows that I'm a say it, how it is aggressive kind of like stand up for what I believe in type yeah. of person and that's all fun and games until it's until you're the person on the other side yeah and like don't get me wrong like over over time i i understand where the like how it's aggressive yeah again communicating i didn't know how to communicate so it just comes off as like wow she's a bitch right um Been there. but then it's working on communicating those feelings and like what I was believing in. And right. at the time, this particular friend was basically like, Oh, Tara's like my ratchet pit bull. If I don't like you, I'm just going to send like Tara to deal with it type of thing. And it was all fun and games until we were feuding. Yeah. And then it was Tara's a snake in the grass. Tara's this Tara's that drug me through the mud type of deal. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's cool. You know, like it is it I, cool? I, oh, I, yeah, oh, yeah. You do you want to know why? Yeah, I do. That's her truth. Yeah. That's what Ooh. she believes. I I defended you. Right. You asked me to defend you. Right. And I did. I defended you because I loved you. You're my friend. You right. were somebody that I confided in. Right. And when it didn't suit you, yeah. You want to turn it on me and say, Oh, she's ratchet this, that, and the third. Well, no. It's you didn't want to deal with the repercussions of your actions and have a full conversation of what you feel like went wrong. Right. So instead of having the conversation, you turn it around and threw it at me and said it was my fault. Cool. It's my fault then. I'm yeah. Good. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that energy at all. Um, anybody that plays like the victim, it's really hard like to hear it because I just didn't feel the need to defend myself. Right. Is that, and that I think is so good for you that you know that because, oh, listen, <laughs> I don't know who it is, but let me say this and I'm going to say it gently into the microphone. We will find you and we're coming for you. Thank you so much. Um, because no, I can't stand that energy. And we all have, we all have that one person we would fight in the street. Let's just, let's just leave I, it. I yeah. felt very betrayed in, yeah. in that, uh, in that friendship. I really did. Um, and my, <laughs> I said, when I said earlier, like, it's fine. And you were like, is it though? Right. At first I was saying it was fine. And Dylan was looking at me and he was like, but, but it's not because you keep talking about it. And I was like, I keep, right. I keep talking yeah. about it because I'm hurt though. Like I, yeah. I felt like I, I felt like I was really done wrong for somebody that I fiercely, fiercely cared about. Right. And then I was like, when that, wasn't reciprocated because they're all about this realness and they want to blah 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 communication's key and blah, blah okay but like you're not you're not doing any of it right
Absolutely. And it's not my responsibility to like make you do it. If you think that I'm this person, cool. Like it's a wash. Then like you, right. you said you hated me. You said I was all these things. Right. Like okay, cool. Then you hate me. That that's that's and that's it. Period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that wasn't how it happened. But you can tell yeah. everybody that's how it happened. And if they right. believe you, then cool. You can keep them too. Keep right. them too. Keep them Absolutely. all to yourself. Right. No, we don't, we're not bringing that energy home because that's just not fair. And also like when you know who you are so like fiercely to yourself, then anybody that tries to contradict or say who you are or anything like that, literally what you just reacted being like, okay, bye. That is the correct reaction to have in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard though, because the human okay. response is you want to defend yourself. Right. So you're just like, you're like, oh man, I, I want to go there. And I was like, but right. I'm not because you're taking me out of character now. Yes, now exactly. I am being that ratchet pit bull friend. Right, it's like <laughs> I like I want to ruin your life. Right, because you said these oh. things and now you're going back oh. on it. And I'm like, I could I'm I could do this to you. Yeah, but I oh. won't. Yeah, <laughs> I just had like seven different like thoughts on that because like I just have been sitting in your place and I I really like. Mm. I, it's just I'm so glad it's illegal. <laughs> it's like like, oh. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just I'm so glad things like. I at least have the self-control to not do those things because I, I genuinely do think about them. Like I really think about beating people up that I really don't like, like I'm serious. Um, and I, because it's just it's such a release, bro. It's such a release. It is. And when I think about like being like, I have a friend that is me to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's Shania Williams. She is so fiercely defensive. And I'm like, yo we'll ride to the wheels fall off like right. i don't i don't talk to shania every day i talk to her yeah. fairly often but if shania was like yo tara uh we got a problem i'd yeah. be like all right cool i'll be there like yeah type of five. person yeah she's yeah. that person for me I and that. i can't imagine like my life without her it's so great to have like a figurative like ratchet yes. pitbull which i'm gonna coin that term by the way i'm gonna Absolutely. put ratchet pitbull on a t-shirt yep um so if you have a ratchet pitbull friend we're really soft on the inside, I promise. Yeah. Um, I'm just fiercely defensive and I love my friends. Um, you know what I'm learning today that I also might be the ratchet pitbull friend. So anyway, checks out. I like that. Well, I'm very happy to join Club RPB. Um, I think that that's very fun and we can coin it and we can, everybody else can join that are, I, honestly, everybody that's been on this podcast so far is basically a part of that club. So yeah, yeah. maybe if, we if you're be loud, united. Yeah. If you're a be real yeah. advocate if you're ag mildly aggressive it doesn't right. have to be full aggressive we all know right. people that's like a lab dog but then like yeah. one time they were kind of a little too much yeah right that's, that's me yeah i feel that i love that um, <laughs> i'd probably be caged for quite a while hot honestly um <laughs> I'm, feral. Okay. I'm a feral animal <laughs> so funny um question number seven tara what is oh my god what are you excited <laughs> Biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life. Oh God. I, that's hard. That's hard. I have to look back at my notes. I don't even know if I answered that question. You did, but I mean, I? take your time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. See, look, See? I'm glad yeah. I wrote on this thing. That's why this is there. Um, I guess the answer number seven would be you have to ask why yeah why you do the things that you do which like why are you who you are or like why did you say those things or is it productive like are you addressing anything or should you be addressing something um 
aka go to therapy people yeah. um it's not too expensive um right. take the time you can do it yeah or like if you're not like a therapy person Brene Brown I don't know if you've ever read anything about oh, her. Yeah, yeah. oh man yeah yeah <laughs> um I read all her books amazing um the one that stuck out to me like for example um she talked about I don't remember which book it was but she talks about how her daughter's in school and the teacher has the jar and every time they do something good they put the marbles in yeah and people that have trust issues they'll let you put marbles in but then once you do something bad to them you break the jar yeah it's me baby <laughs> daddy issues Ta-da! present um that was me um but like when i read that i was like shit that makes sense um yeah. And I was look at the time when I read this book, I was looking at the relationship that I was current, like relationships, like with people and, and friends and maybe even a partner. If I was dating somebody, then looking at it and saying, like, I can see how that's actively playing out in my life. Yeah. And like in, you know, my friendships in college and, you know, how I was looking at males and you know just even even though it was that specific lesson that i was able to be like i can see how that's active like there were other things like along the book and within life that i was like why did i do that yeah. or like why did i say that or you know why am i so aggressive like why do i feel like i have to be like loud or the life of the party and when i am quiet it like disturbs people yes oh my gosh oh my gosh why are, what's wrong are you okay are oh my god quiet? yes i'm like oh. Oh my god! Um, can I breathe? Can I take a second? Am I allowed yeah, to chill? Like, like sometimes I, I yeah, that's a trick. I didn't realize. Yeah. I do get quiet sometimes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, yeah. and my boyfriend says it all the time. He goes, "You're not saying anything. Like, what, what's going on?" Um, right. Um, but I, I had to ask myself those things, and I got the answers. Yeah. And when you get the answers, when you get the answer key, like we did back in school when we took right. paper pencil tests, because we're not like these spoiled ass kids um when you take the, pa the paper pencil test you get you know the answer key and i'm like oh those things make sense yeah. like i couldn't tolerate that relationship because i felt like they weren't meeting me where they were at or i couldn't date this person because i felt like they wouldn't be emotionally vulnerable with me i felt like they wouldn't share and i felt like that was all that i craved like i wanted to be raw and real with people and i wanted other people to be that way i right. I'm not aggressive because I, I want to be physical or fist fight with people. I'm aggressive because I felt like at an earlier age, I didn't know how to defend myself. Right. And now I do. And you can't undo that. Yes. Like yes. I'm scary, aggressive because you can't tell me nothing. Like, right. It's full force now. Yeah. And like, while some of it is almost like, you know, toxic coping to an extent, mm -hmm. now that I understand the weapon that I'm holding, I can use it accordingly. I can understand where it's coming from hone it in destroy it whatever you need to do type of deal um but if if you're not asking why you you can't get there you yep. can't build the relationships that you're craving you can't even figure out what's a priority yes like, exactly i'm working i'm working technically one day a week sometimes two when i'm feeling wild and right. <laughs> i'm coaching five days a week and you know that's disturbing to people but right where i'm at in life it's important to me to be happy it's important to me that i'm able to go to virginia whenever i want to yeah and it's important that i feel fulfilled and happy in what i'm doing and right yeah. now what i have i'm doing that yeah 
Absolutely. And good but for you, like, dude. But you can't get there if you can't be honest and real with yourself and answer your whys to set your life up accordingly. Absolutely. You got to ask the whys. Got to yep. ask the whys. Go to therapy. Uh <laughs> write your journals I love therapy. you know and you said something about journals that I really appreciated that you said like you could write you can scribble you can curse you can say whatever and I love that because a lot of times people think in journaling like sometimes yes there are these detailed written out takes a while like entries but sometimes if you're just angry take a marker and just scribble and just say like this is how I'm feeling and just leave it there like journaling yeah. does not have to be this extensive task every single time mm -hmm. um and I I just love that you put that there because I think that's just important to remember because journaling is so therapeutic and it's yeah. free. I will send you a free journal. Free. Oh my gosh. It's free. If Which, you want a journal, I will send you a journal. I want to see. I think oh my God. Where are you going? Oh, I'm loving oh, this. Um, Tara has exited at this time. Um, I do believe they are receiving their journal. And in our mission. Yeah. Because I was reading this. Ooh. Because I was in Aruba, by the way, everybody. Um, 10 out of 10, Aruba is a great vacation place. Yes. Um, but trying to get like the juices flowing for the podcast. Yeah. Um, I was looking through this journal because I've <laughs> I've read some things in here that I'm just <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> and uh at one point I was like, she's disturbed. <laughs> Yeah. At times that I've written like some pretty raw and real thing. But I did find one that I thought was really cute that I wrote. I think I was in nursing school when I wrote this. Yeah. And this is just an example of how journaling can be productive. This is raw and real. This this is like true to form. Like Bethany can see it. This is a true journal from, yep. from me being weird and sensitive. <sighs> Got to conquer my fears. I'm right. conquering all the fears. I'm loving it. Says, it. It says, I never write anymore, mostly too tired, mostly nothing to write about. That's true, because I was a homebody. Um, however, I've felt more overwhelmed lately, minus this morning, and I needed to put this on paper. To myself, I know that you struggle. I know that you never feel like enough, but you are. Yesterday, you woke up like the world was on your shoulders. Today, you woke up feeling like you would put it down. Why today? Why not yesterday? Why not last month? The truth is I'm trying to figure it out. Why some days I wake up feeling like I can and will conquer the world and other days I feel like it conquered me. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm trying and that's all I can ask for. But on my worst days, I want myself to remember I'm strong, I'm kind, I'm powerful, beautiful, compassionate, driven, intelligent, funny, loved, created, versatile, emotional and I feel so much. I have a huge heart, I'm loyal, I'm honest, I'm blessed, I'm determined, I am intuitive. And I'm different, but most importantly, I'm all the things that I thought I would never be at one point or another in my life. Yes, I will struggle. Yes, there will be imperfections and helpless days. I'm more than my mental health makes me believe. All the days that I thought I couldn't, I did. Thank you, old me, for never giving up. Thank you, current me, for chasing healthy growth and future me. I hope that you can look back on this journey thankful, happy that you fought and created all that you wanted and more. You got me crying over here. Like that was beautiful. <laughs> and I wrote that in this journal oh in 2019. Oh my gosh. 2019? 2019. Your your body knew what was coming. It, it just didn't know exactly. But like I look at that and all the wild ass shit I wrote before and after. Right, right, right. And I'm like dang if i could tattoo the whole thing i probably would no honestly like immediately i just started like feeling just like that well in my body um and 
I don't know if you're religious, but personally, that's just like the take me to church moment where I feel yeah. like just that overwhelming sense of just like at peace, like you writing mm -hmm. that all out just shows how connected you are with yourself. Yeah. Um, and the way that you speak to yourself is so beautiful and the things mm -hmm. that people wish they could do. Truly. It makes all the difference and yeah. how you talk to yourself and the things that you put into your life. And I don't think I think that was technically before I got my diagnosis of generalized anxiety and I get, I get how I get those days, those highs, highs yeah. and those low lows. Um, but I think in writing that unmedicated, <laughs> unmedicated, I said that purposely, I'm not medicated now. So hi, right, right. um, <laughs> fuck you big pharma. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not that medication's bad, but for me, I, I just didn't care for it. Um, Same. but 100% cut off of it. But, um, yeah, it like I look back at that often when I'm feeling really consumed by whatever negative emotion I'm having. And I'm like, there are so many things I can think of that I was like, I will never make it out of this day. Like, Lord, please taketh the wheel. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I made it. And yeah. it is true that you make it past your worst days. Wrapping it up. Finally, at question number eight with Miss Tara. What? is a question that you want to ask the audience listening today. Oh man. Um, I guess. Oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. I guess I would say like, are you honest with yourself? <clears throat> are you capable of being honest with yourself like really sit down and say am i lying to myself yeah in whatever realm that is um i think it was kaylee that was like you know you you not buy in but like you you tell these stories to yourself and then you believe them yeah and they might not be true right and i think it's easy to do that in your life, um, especially in the world that we're in today, is Correct. that you can just kind of like do and say whatever you want where you don't really like have to prove it in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, like being a nurse is cool. Like, yeah, I made it through nursing school, which by the way is in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the hardest degree to obtain. hundred percent, girl. So again, everybody that said I couldn't go fuck yourself. Um but, you know, when <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought because I was just like up here, I was on top of the mountain. Um, but when, you know, when you like I accomplished that and right. that's great, but being a nurse is kind of whack. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Um, so I don't I don't really post or boast about it because I'm not really doing anything with it like i am i give vitamins to rich people it's pretty tight there you go um my company actually serviced uh the dancing with the stars cast the other day <gasps> you're yeah. joking yes i'm dead serious oh, man, um, it's so cool so, i mean like i'm using my nursing degree but like it, right. i'm not boasting about it because there's there's nothing to boast about it's just a career you yep. know um yeah. but i while coaching doesn't pay a lot and i'm doing a bunch of different programs and it does pay 
my truth is that I'm happy there. Right. Yeah. I feel loved there. I feel like I make a difference with my kids. And that's my truth. However, some people would be on Instagram being like, I'm this high and mighty nurse and I do this coaching. I make so much money. And like, I just went to Aruba and like, look at all the money that I just spent. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I really didn't spend that much money when I went to Aruba. Right. Um, I ate in our hotel a fair amount. Um it was a blast. I slept on the beach a lot, you know, so like, yeah. like it's, it's an honest representation of me. Like I'm right. not, I don't need to boast, which when I got on this podcast to record, you heard me talking to my friend Yeah. when, when, when you're that person, when you're a bad bitch, yes. you don't have to keep reminding people you're a bad bitch. Correct. I don't feel the need to, to get on social media and like paint this picture of, I'm in New York living this lavish life and yeah. I'm doing these things and I make so much money in nursing and I'm doing this too. And, you know, I just, I don't feel the need to do that. I hope I never feel the need to do that because yeah. I finally feel like I'm in a place in my life where, you know, it tr like truly like fuck it all. Like I, I'm happy. So yeah. I don't really care if anybody else is happy. I don't have to right. prove to you guys that I'm happy right. type of deal. Um, So I think, I think being honest with yourself and where you're at and how you want to get to where you want to be. Yeah. How do you educate yourself to where you want to be? How do you work to where you want to be? But you can't know where you're going until you figure out your truth of where you want to be at. Yeah. So absolutely. I think, I think that's really it. Do you ask yourself? Do you ask yourself the hard questions? Yeah. Are you actually physically able to be honest? And the thing is, is like, even just being okay. And psychology has literally proven that if you're lying to yourself, if you're saying these things will happen, your body will literally believe it. Like you can actually make fake memories um, and all that kind of stuff. So to me, Thanks, like, trauma. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like there are times where, you know, if you're not at least honest with the people around you, being honest with yourself is just really important to just yeah. at least be self-aware of where you are and being able to address like things that maybe, you know, you've caused yourself um, or even people have caused you and just just say, you know, am I being honest? Or like, I think that's a good question because people don't really take that as seriously as they can because people yeah. will avoid it um, and use, you know, social media as an escapism. Because, so. and I think part of it is like the true human nature of it is it's hard. It's yes. uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. And, but like the reality is like, you're not like, you can't have the things worth having if you, yeah. if you can't do the hard things. Correct. Um, I think that people, especially people that chronically or habitually are like, I'm not wrong or like, you're wrong, I can't, bro. Yeah. Or like, I can't see how I was in the wrong there. Right. It's like, it's like, there are so many instances that I look at and I'm like, I'm not proud of that moment. Same. Um, I wish I would have done it different or I wish I had said, and it's not regret. No. People mix that up. If, yeah. if you reflect on moments in time, you're not regretting. Correct. You're learning, bro. Like yeah. you, you're picking apart your psyche and the things yeah. that you do to people and the things that you do to yourself and say, you know, I'm not proud of that. Like I should, I should probably work on that. Right. I am the poster child for having an anger issue. Yes. If you call up, if you call up my roommate, I guess it was my I guess it was my sophomore year. Her, her name's Ashlyn Riggs. Sorry, I'm name dropping. But <laughs> Ashlyn Riggs. <I> <laughs> we live together with this one other girl, and she will tell you 
the person that I am now is a thousand years, a thousand times different than the girl that she met in school. Because I was like, like she got a concussion or something. I was the captain and she went to the store or something. I got mad because I was like, you have a concussion. Like you shouldn't go to the store. Right. And instead of saying like, Hey, I don't understand what you're doing. I just chose to not talk to her. I, <laughs> I was just like, I'm not dealing with this. I can't, right. it was cause I couldn't communicate and right. I would get mad at her and I just didn't know how to do it. And so I just pretend like she didn't exist. She walked past me and I wouldn't even make eye contact with her. There you go. But like, I like, and she would tell me like, what's wrong with you? Right. Right. But like, I, I wasn't in a place I hadn't been exposed to be like, why are you like that? Yeah. And now that, you know, I've worked on it, I can see how I was a hothead. I could see how I was frustrated because I couldn't communicate. And I felt like even when I did, it didn't matter. Or I wasn't heard or like whatever, which is why I'm aggressive and why I'm loud. Right. (laughs) So like it, it all comes together in some weird way. Right. It's a little puzzle that you have to put together, but you have to put the work in to get the puzzle done. Yes. I love people don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's weird, and you don't like admitting your faults. And yeah. like plot twist, you're gonna fail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like you are allowed to be uncomfortable. It's part of life. It's okay. We have to do hard things. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're gonna make yeah. it through. And if you don't, lucky you. So you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's fine. Um, I think to just reflect versus regret is a very yeah beautiful thing that I've I've never put those two together. But I think that's a a very very beautiful thing to kind of compare. And again, I like to thank nursing school for it, despite right. the fact that that was a trauma in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They they talk a lot about um, like we would do like a simulation or we would like go into the hospital and do some things. And um, they ask you, you know, what are you thinking right now heading into this experience? And you you write a little blurb. And of course, like after a while, you're just like, this is stupid. I hate right. this. Right, right. But you write a little blurb and then you're in the middle of the simulation and they give you like a pause time, sometimes, not always. And then at the end of the simulation, you're like, reflect on how you felt during and how you feel now. And it creates this habit, at least it did for me, where I'm constantly like assessing how I was reacting to stuff, whether it was my own life, whether it was stuff in the hospital, whether it was like my friends and it um it became very a very productive habit but in talking to other people they're like don't you get tired of like regretting what you did and i was like what no i was like what i was like why why do you say regret and they're like well because you're you're picking apart and things that you would change and i was like but i don't i don't view that as regret right i don't i don't view that as a negative thing i view that as a learning lesson yes, of oh I probably shouldn't have said that to that patient. Right. But the intent was there. So like maybe a different story would, would work or a different explanation or like whatever the case may be. And I just, I thought it was really interesting when that person said that, that they were like, Oh, that's regret. And I was like, no, it's not. What? Right. I was like, I know I'm mentally ill, but like this right. is not the same. <laughs> that's my not the same thing. Listen, um, I know that I'm mentally ill, yeah. but I don't check. Believe me, the the finally cabinet of traumas is long. Right, right, I, right, right. I didn't think that that was one of the same. Yeah, um, I thought that was an important lesson. Um, they're all important lessons. You've given a beautiful episode, um, and honestly, like, kind of like not like 
kind of real, but like very raw. I feel like you've oh, really super raw. taken us all the way down to the ground and we're, like, beep, beep, beep. yes. And I kind of love that. I don't love a roller coaster, but this is what I mean. Like on a life journey, like I like roller coasters like this, like mm -hmm. I can handle this kind of roller coaster of just learning all the ups <laughs> and downs in the hills, but I'm just not going <laughs> to throw my body. I had sex with you that day. Oh I was gosh. like, oh my God. The one, no, the truly the one that sent me was when you said, they asked you what song you were. And she looked it oh up. Oh, like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like when I, and, and you're just sitting there here, I am just sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, no way. Like, no way, no way, no way. And like, so I'm like, I'm trying to like, like quickly, like be like, well, you know, it's, it's probably explicit. Like I, I, you know, I can probably name like a different song or something. And she's like, no, this is fine like I, you know i don't listen to jay-z you know and i was like no 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 you know uh yeah i didn't get that job um, oh man That's everybody was so laughing bad. like they were they seemed nice you know but it was like literally the second after it was a that, facade was, i was gonna say the second after that she was like well we'll, we'll give you a call they flipped you know? her resume right over there was like mm, boop. <laughs> so serious oh, i was like man. it's fine it's fine but um yeah so i just i really appreciate you just coming on today any last yeah. final thoughts moments anything else you want to say um i guess for anybody that does know me yeah but yeah. also anybody that doesn't know me you can be all the things you can be all the things you can yeah. be whatever you want to be i am soft i am fiercely aggressive i I'm also sad girl 50% of the time. Yes, I also worry about every little thing. I am also a foodie, but mm -hmm. I love working out. Like I love playing soccer, but you will never see me on the treadmill. Right. I just like, you can be all the things. And I think when you're a certain personality like myself, or even like you, I feel like you get put in this box somewhere. Like for some people, I am like the level headed one. For right. other people, I am the ratchet pit bull. Yeah. For yeah. other people, I'm all of the things and and really grounded. For you know, other people, I'm successful. For other people, I'm a psychopath for thinking right. I can be both happy and have a job. Right. That's right. Right. Crazy. Right. So, I I guess that would be my anything is that you can literally be all the things, and as long as you're okay with being all the things, that's all that matters. Well, I think that is the best way to end it. All the love homies forever and always have a great rest of your day and don't forget to be true to you.